You're listening to the Art of Parenting podcast. I'm your host, Jeanne-Marie Penel. My intention is to share with you simple tips and tricks that will make a huge difference in your life, as well as giving you all the support and encouragement you deserve to enhance your parenting experience. I've created this safe place for us to explore the issues and concerns that matter to you bringing you clarity and solutions with Q&A sessions and inspirational conversations with world-renowned experts in a variety of fields. I've recently created a private community for us to continue these supportive and uplifting conversations. Click the Join the Art of Parenting Community Here button on this page and I will see you there. I'm a firm believer that parenting was never meant to be done alone, and I'm here to debunk the general consensus that it has to be hard. A warm welcome to you, and thanks for tuning in. Hello, and welcome back. This is Jeanne-Marie Penel from The Art of Parenting, and today I am delighted to have Amanda Rodriguez. Amanda goes by the the name The Dude Mom. So we will get into that as to why that is. And I'm just very excited to have a nice conversation with Amanda about the work that she is doing and a book that she has just written and such. So welcome, Amanda. Thank you so much for making the time to be here today. Oh, thank you for having me. All righty. So tell us why why this title, The Dude Mom? <laughs> I mean, I um, kind of know. Right. Sure. So I am a mom to three sons. And I I guess when I started, my blog is called Dude Mom. Mm -hmm. Um, I just was had this experience of raising boys. um, And I didn't, I, I never thought that I would like love being a mom to boys so much. I always thought that I would have a bunch of daughters. I don't know why. It's just in my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then it didn't work out that way. And it's been for the better, I guess. It, you know, it's exactly what fits perfectly for me. And so that's what I write about on my blog. It's Dude Mom. So, <laughs> Alrighty. So to, to get us going, I love to ask uh, all of my guests what their definition of the art of parenting is. Art of parenting. So for me, I think... The art of parenting is just how you come into this experience of parenting. It's varied, it's diverse, it's beautiful, just like any other art form. Um, There's no right way to do it. There's no wrong way to do it. There's just your way of doing it. That's good. So we're just (laughs) our our own artists, right? We do (laughs) the art that we want to. That's nice. It's to create these beautiful things. (laughs) It is. It is. And we're, we're, you know, constantly working on this masterpiece. So that's, yeah. Um, So tell us, I know you, you, you told us a little bit with, with the title of your blog, but if you could tell us a little bit more about how you got to do the work that you're doing and Mm -hmm. also maybe the, the book that I mentioned in the intro, I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. So the blog started, I, um, it's 2008. I, my, my youngest son, was just born and I had a friend who was not a mom at all, but she sort of stumbled upon mom blogs. And she was like, man, you should do this because you're always telling me these really funny stories about taking your kids to Ikea or, you know, all just out in the world stories that I would tell her about raising my three sons. 
Um, and so I just decided to write a blog. And the first one is was awful. Um, <laughs> when I look back at it now, like I almost want to delete it, but I don't just because, it, you know, it sort of marks where I started with my writing journey. Yeah. And, and please don't, because I think <laughs> right. it's inspiring to those who want to start. You know, it's like we're, we, we don't start out perfect. Like it takes oh, work. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. It was just a picture and a few words and that was it. And so I sort of, I kind of fell in love again with writing. I, I, I wanted to be a writer when I was a, a, a child. Um, and then I sort of went a different way, went to college, did some things my parents thought I should do, um, and then sort of rediscovered it after leaving my career as a teacher um, and becoming a mom. So then writing the, the blog and all that sort of fell into writing the book after 10 years of writing about parenting and being a mom. Um, it, it was sort of nice to get the opportunity to write 50 things to do in baby's first year. Cause I got to look back on not only what I did in the first year, but what I wish I did in the first year and all the things that I've learned, I maybe should have thought about doing in the first year. And um, so that's sort of where the book came from. And um, the book is, really focus not just on everything you should do for baby in your first year. It's not just about how to change diapers and, you know, breastfeeding woes and stuff like that. Some of that stuff is in there, but it's really about um, how to continue to be a person while you're parenting and how to take care of yourself and your relationships while also learning this new thing that you have to do, which is being a parent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and it is, it is a new thing. I, 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 I forget who, but it just comes back to mind when the the verb parenting is very mm. recent. You know, we we we've never put so much emphasis. It's kind of we just did it, and now it's really we're being intentional about um, all of this. I would love if you would. Uh, I don't want you to go through all fifty, but I think that it would be really nice if maybe you could pick a few that especially this piece that you say about um, the the idea of us not losing ourselves in parenting. I, I think I see that a lot with uh, parents just going, you know, full, full force and then forgetting that they have a life and they mm -hmm. have passions and hobbies and, and friends and, and uh, you know, their, their partner and such. So what are maybe a few that you'd like to share um, with the listeners today? I think for me, um, one of the things that I really got bogged down with was not paying specific attention to my significant other and our relationship. It's easy, especially when you are just overwhelmed with all of the day-to-day -day parenting to really get bogged down in that. Um, and so one of them, one of the 50 things to do is finding ways to reconnect with your partner. And it, it comes up multiple times in the book, different ways that you could do that, um, you know, from getting back in the sack to just finding time to sit down and watch a movie or cook a meal together. Um, it's it, the parenting experience is often not just it's there's a lot of focus on the things that mom's going through because I think you know our experience is a little bit more it's not just an emotional experience there's physical things that are happening and this really powerful thing but there's this other person who may be sharing this experience with you and um, they're learning about how to parent a baby as well but also how to um, find the relationship how to navigate the relationship with you now that you 
as a mom, have this new big thing in your life, this other person that you are so intensely connected to. So um, I think making time to reconnect with your partner, even if it's just, you know, put the baby to bed early and make a meal in the kitchen together or forget making a meal and call DoorDash and sit on the couch and watch Netflix and fall asleep. Like no pressure. It doesn't have to be a huge thing. Just finding time to talk. And, and there's a lot of like people like, what did we talk about before, baby? doesn't matter. It's about what you want to talk about now and things that you guys are sharing, how you're feeling. Maybe talk about work, tell a joke, whatever you need to do to sort of find a way to laugh with each other again or just be with each other um, without, you know, any type of baby pressure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And it's true. I mean, it is it is a delicate situation because what was you know, one-on-one relationship mm-hmm. is now you're, you're being, you know, pulled in all sorts of different directions to, to care, like you say, for another human. And that can be, that can be hard on our partners. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. Um, anything else about you, like you, the, the, <clears throat> you know, the parent, the mother, the woman, uh, how do you kind of reconnect to that as well? Um, there's some things in the book about finding ways to journal um, mm-hmm. or to really put put words, put your thoughts into words. Um, I think one of the things, there's a lot of the, the loss of sanity when you become a mom. There's this idea that like everything's chaotic and your sanity has gone out the window. And um, I found that a good way to reconnect to that is to really think through some of your feelings, just take a few moments. And none of the things in the book, like the idea with the book is that these are things that you want to do that aren't going to take a lot of time away from the big parts of parenting. You're not going to like, I don't want, I don't believe in mom guilt anymore. It really bogged me down for a long time, but it Mm -hmm, is a thing. mm -hmm. I think we can all agree that there are times when we all suffer from mom guilt, but these are how, how do you, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'd love to, to know how you define that, that mom guilt. Like, what, what did that mean to you? Um, for me, mom guilt was basically like every moment of my day. I, I remember there were times when like, I felt bad for taking a shower. Um, oh. The baby's crying and mm-hmm. he's sitting in his little, you know, I would bring his little play, I mean, um, like the little car seat into the bathroom and to get him to stop, you know, to be with me. And I get in the shower and he's crying. I don't have time to wash my hair. Like those are all of those little things that now looking back, I'm like, I wasted a lot of time and a lot of unhappiness. And like, my baby would have been fine for five minutes. <laughs> or I, you know, we could have scheduled it differently or I could have reached out to my husband or a friend or anybody um, to sort of help with some of those experiences. But yes. um, for me, it was like a constant struggle to balance like how I can continue to be a human being myself and also be a good parent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you brought up a really good point, Amanda, is, is the fact of reaching out, you know, oh, for sure. we forget, we forget that it's like, it's important to say like, I can't, you know, I need to take a shower here. Can you, right. can somebody come over and just hang out with the baby for a little bit? You know, I just, right. uh, and that's so, so important. Yeah. And it's not a mark of like, you know, a failure that you're not a good mom or that you don't want to be there. It's just, you're a human being and you need some time to reconnect with yourself and to just 
clean yourself even. <laughs> exactly. But, no, no, it's true. It's not even, you know, it's not like going on a 10 day silent retreat. It's just right. <laughs> day to day, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, I always say like parenting was never meant to be done alone. And right. you know, we are in a, in a time and place where, where we are very isolated and we tend to not dare ask, you know, instead mm-hmm. we're, we're just posting the perfect, you know, all, all dolled up and, and perfect. Right. And, and it's just, it's not reality. So it's For really sure. important to, to say it out loud and say, Hey, you know, come over and hang out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. And then anything that, um, that you, you know, as you were writing the book or as you were, you know, coming up with these 50 things, are there any, kind of, you know, in in maybe in your research and such, any, any revelation about the modern day parenting angst, like anything that you discovered um, as you were, as you were writing this, that you thought, you know, was, was alarming or, Mm -hmm. or maybe not alarming, maybe just like, oh my gosh, I had never thought of that. Yeah. I think one of the things that, and it's not that I never thought of it, it's that I guess I didn't really it didn't impact me in the same way that I came to understand that it impacted some women. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is the idea that you sort of just brought up about the role social media and seeing the perfect family plays in how people really envision their success and their ability to parent and what's going on in their own home. So, um, you know, I I think there, there's some elements in the book where I talk about disconnecting, Um, and just not comparing yourself or your baby to anybody else and sort of trying to carve out your own best life. So you're not really comparing yourself to to other people's experiences or what their perceived experiences are based on, you know, the little snippet that you're seeing uh, when you're scrolling through Instagram or, you know, Snapchat or Facebook, whatever. Right, Um, right. And obviously when when, you know, my mom was raising me, for example, there wasn't a lot of that. There's sure there was, you know, did, when did your baby start crawling? You know, that type of little comparison, but there's this whole other, I guess, world that people are seeing that when you look at somebody's feed, it looks like an entirely an encompassing experience of how they're living and what they're actually going through. When in reality, for most of us, I mean, that's not you know, a lot of people live the highlight reel on their social media and that uh, trying to keep that into perspective and not let it really impact exactly what you're doing at home. Yeah. And it's, and it's, you know, and it's true for, for everybody. It's interesting because I actually went to see a documentary last night called Like that, mm-hmm. um, one of my guests, Dana Sukow, uh, recommended and it was, you know, it was fascinating of how, the brain has been studied to keep us on <laughs> scrolling, right. you know, mindlessly on these feeds. But what's what's really important for, you know, and you bring up a really good point is that we have to remember that these are curated imagery. These sure. are, you know, they're, they're, they're either, you know, Photoshop or they're, you know, there's 50 pictures that were taken to be sharing that one mm-hmm. ideal perfect. Sure. So, okay. so that, that comparison is really to be very, very mindful about it, you know, have right. it for inspiration, mm-hmm. but if it makes you doubt yourself, then it probably shouldn't be on your feed. Right. Right. I agree. I think 
for me, as somebody who lives so largely in this digital space, I try, I appreciate social media in a special way, I think. But for me, I always tell people it's about adding value. So if what you're posting isn't adding value or you can't find value in the things that you're seeing, then those are probably not things that you need to be engaging with and go find something that it's great for inspiration. It's great for entertainment. Um, it's great to give you, you know, ideas or things like that motivation, but it, there needs to be perspective around that. And um, I like to say that I pride myself on having what I call a quote unquote real feed, but even in a feed that like mine, where it's not, you know, that everything doesn't match and everything's not perfect. There's still an element of, Yes, I took 50 pictures because in three of them, my eyes were closed. You know, there's right. the, the reality of it is still <laughs> yeah. not the reality of life. So, yeah, yeah. No, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. And when you talk also about, you know, your book, you said the 50 things to, to do in that first year. What are some of the things that you found to be important to do with your actual children? Um, one of the things that is really important for me, and this is sort of, I, I lost my mom recently, and I, I kind of wish that it, this was the part of the inspiration for this, but get in the picture with your kids. I look back on all of the photos that I have with me and my mom, and I wish I had more. I look at the pictures I took when my, like, even when I was pregnant, I did not like how I looked when I was pregnant. Um, but I regret not taking pictures of, you know, myself pregnant with my older kids or um, pictures of me with my older kids and get in the swimsuit, that kind of thing. Um, so that's one for me that really, that I, it's a something I think is really important. And people don't realize in those moments how much those pictures and those moments are going to matter to them later. Yes, yes. And I, I'm, as you're saying this, I feel somewhat guilty because I do remember taking quite a few photos of, you know, the pregnancy of my first child Mm -hmm. of my first child. And then the second one came along and I have very little photos of my second. And it just, you know, we actually talked about it the other day and, you know, he's, he, he noticed and I mean, he's he's noticed for a long time, but I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm a second, you know, I'm a second uh, child and Mm -hmm. there is maybe two photos of me and my mother. Like there's, you know, I don't, I don't have any, so that's, yeah. So being mindful of that, because it's true, it's, it's, it's lovely for them. And like, I, I, you know, I like you, I've lost my mother and, and I wish I had more photos of her and I for sure. Yeah. Yeah. My my son, he loves, he's 12 now, but even now he has these albums of us when, um, excuse me, when he was a baby and, you know, toddler and that sort of thing. And he loves looking back at those pictures and comparing himself, comparing me, like how I look now, how I look then, that kind of thing. And in his mind, they're obviously he's, he's not, he doesn't remember them, but in his mind, they're memories. So sure, sure easy to see how impactful they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very, very important. Get in the picture with your children. I like that. Um, anything else that you want to, to share about kind of things that you discovered were important to do with, uh, with your children that first year? Um, do with your children. I think 
there's a lot of doing for your children. I feel like. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Not for with, but for. <laughs> right. You know, the whole keeping them alive sort of thing. Oh yeah. But... Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> so it, there, it, I think with, with a lot of the focus with the, the, the baby type things are more about how to care for your baby, but not necessarily like the, if there's a lot of forgiving yourself, um, mm. you know, you're doing something that's not exactly the way the textbook says to do it, or your mom didn't prove on that one and you chose to go a different way, but finding a way to make it all work for you and your family. And as long as you and your baby and your spouse or significant other, whoever you with are good with it, get good with it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And it's true. It, it, it brings back, you know, to what you were saying earlier about the, the comparison. It's like, for me, parenting is a very private thing. And it's mm -hmm. really about what the values you're establishing in your home. And that's what's the most important. Like you're your children's first, you know, and most important teacher. And you are the one, you know, ushering them into this world and and your values are important and such so yeah. right right i agree very important very important one of the things that i i love about the book is that um there's a lot of other expert advice in the book there's you know financial expert um a chiropractor teach mama gives some really good advice so there's ex examples in the book that and advice from people who aren't me because i fully recognize that i am not an expert in very many things, <laughs> um, but I wanted the book to feel very comprehensive and have a lot of different opinions. I think for parents and parenting in that experience, your advice is going to come from all different people, all different places. Some of it's going to be awful. Some of it's going to be amazing, but I wanted the book to be a place where you could find a little bit of everything from your girlfriends to the doctor that you wish you had time to go to. <laughs> which is my yeah. chiropractor. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, it, there's a lot of, a lot of different voices in the book. And I think that sort of lends a little bit to a, a lot to the book, actually. Do you ever feel like you're doing this parenting thing alone, tired of searching the web for answers to all your parenting questions? Well, I've got you covered. You and I know it does take a village to raise a child. And I'd like to invite you to yours. Be the calm, confident, and peaceful parent you want to be with the support of my parenting membership community. Get all the support you deserve and create the family and home you've been dreaming of. In my parenting community, I share all the tools and strategies I've acquired over my many years of mentoring and helping families find their peace of mind and enjoy a stress-free family life. I've created this community for you to be the parent you want to be. Let go of the stress and overwhelm today and enjoy your parenting journey with your beautiful children. You both deserve it. In this community, you will find video tutorials that answer your parenting concerns and teach you how to support your child's healthy development. Monthly group coaching calls with me and all the other supportive members where I personally answer all your burning parenting questions. My parenting toolkit, which is full of resources that I've created over my many years of mentoring and speaking to parents and professionals worldwide. And what I love most about my parenting membership community is the amazing supportive village you can lean on. 
You and I know parenting was never meant to be done alone. So come meet your tribe in the supportive and encouraging village of like-minded parents. It's open 24 hours, 7, just for you. Visit voilamontessori.com slash membership for more information and come join me today to become the parent you know you are meant to be. That's wonderful. And that's, that's kind of what I, why I started this podcast myself is to just, you know, share what other, what other parents with other experts, because not all the experts are parents, but just the work that they do around, you know, child development, around parenting and all of that. Because, you know, like you say, there's, there's, you know, stuff that you're going to abide by or, 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 like and other things you're not and right. and you're you know you're the captain of your ship so do what's right for you yeah very good so anything any projects that you're working on now um that you've had this wonderful book published and such is there are there things that you're working on well i am definitely continuing to do do, do to work on dude mom so um I think my kids are older now. They are 18, 15, and 12. Um, so I think that the, that space has evolved quite a bit from the time when they were like six, three, and four, newborn. <laughs> um, so writing a lot about that. Um, and then I am working on a couple of new book ideas. So hopefully my publisher will pick up one of them. <laughs> Lovely, because uh, now that you have then now that you have three teenagers, it'd be nice to kind of tell yeah. us how to handle that one. <laughs> because you know, yeah. I get I get a lot of that. Actually, I had an email. You know, I I see that your I hear that your podcast is very geared towards younger children. Do you have you know any ideas for the older ones? So mm-hmm. it's needed, right? We have to evolve sure. with them. We have to evolve with them. Wonderful. It's a space that I feel like is a little bit more challenging to talk about because you know you have to be mindful of their feelings and not too specific. But it's also a space that like it's just as difficult to to navigate. Parents are always saying, you know, does it get easier? And I have to tell them, no, it just gets different. It's not easier if it's different, but it's still this is challenging at this point. You know, we're picking colleges now, and that's like. I might as well. I mean, it's way harder than picking first shoes. Let me just say that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It is pretty intense. Uh, <laughs> but for me, it's funny because, like, teenagehood for me, I've always uh, of the mindset that it's it's a repeat of toddlerhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in, in that intensity and in kind of their personality developing and all sure. of this is, you know, they're telling us the same thing. They're telling us, like, let me figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have, you know, better verbal skills and, and, and such, but it's it's basically the same thing. So yeah. I think if we were able to get through that and, you know, and, and have confident children, teenagehood is is no different I mean it Mm -hmm. has its other challenges but it's kind of it's the same to me in a way so right there's a lot of no exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) no you can't tell me that right (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so you said that um you were your eldest is 18 and Mm -hmm. and I like to kind of uh as we wrap up our our conversation I always love to ask this 
kind of personal question, and that is if you were to go back uh, 19 years ago when you were expecting your first Mm -hmm. child, what wise words would you tell yourself knowing all that you know today? Oh, I could write a book just on that. Um. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a good one. That would be an excellent one, right? (laughs) Right. Um, I, I think for me it would be to just focus on doing what feels right for you and your baby. I, I was somebody who spent a lot of time trying to, trying to do what I was, what I should do. Um, mm. And I've kind of come to learn that there's no should in parenting, that it's not what you should be doing. It's what feels right for you. What is best for your baby? What is best for your family? And um, I struggled with that a lot with my first one. I feel like he was very, you know, everything's like by the book. And for me, the book was the book, the doctor and my mother. So my mom gave great advice and everything, but I I was very concerned with raising my baby the way he's supposed to be raised. Um, And then by the third one, I feel like he was raised by wolves. So I don't (laughs) (laughs) like the complete opposite. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's true. I mean, that, that, that first child, I mean, we, we we learn to to be a parent. I mean, it, it gets mm-hmm. easier definitely with the sure. the ones afterwards. But oh, yeah. thank you so much. Well, that that's yes, no no shoulds. Just do what <laughs> feels right. And and I love the way that you emphasize on feels because it's true. It's like we have to tap into that intuition that we have and just really listen to that. Sure. So, yes. Yeah. So um, I'd love for you to maybe let us know if there's one thing that you want our listeners to remember from this conversation and then also how we can continue knowing more about your work. Sure. Um, I think if, if take the, the biggest takeaway that I hope people get from this, from the book, from the blog, everything is that, you know, this idea of living your best life. I want people to focus on enjoying these moments. They're gone so quickly. I know it's really cliche to say that, but like as I sit here as a mom to an 18-year-old who is trying his hardest to go to college out of state, um, I just think back to like all the things that I wish I was focusing on remembering, like how certain things felt and how these experiences, how important they were. It was at the time it was like, just live life and get through, get to the next thing, get to the next thing, do this, accomplish this, finish this, go on. But there's this, this idea of like cherishing all these moments and doing the things that are really filling up you and your family in a good, positive, memorable way. Mm, um, beautiful. Oh, that's for me. <laughs> and then, and then um, I will put all the links down below, but mm-hmm. is there any uh, p- place that you tend to hang out more on Instagram, Facebook, or, or is it your blog that you want people to check out? Sure. Totally read my blog. Always do mom.com. Um, but <laughs> I would say I spend most of my time like Facebook and Instagram. My Facebook page is very, um, there's a lot of not disagreement. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, community conversation on my Facebook okay. page. We talk about all the big things, all the fun things, lots of parenting stuff. And then Instagram is where you really get to know the dude family. My kids are very involved in my Instagram. They like being on there. So there's a lot of fun pictures of them and them doing the things that they love doing. 
That's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for making the time to be with us today. It was um, very nice to get to know you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Art of Parenting. And if you did, please make sure to share it with your loved ones. And do come share your takeaways in our private Facebook community. I'd also be grateful for a review on iTunes so it can get heard by many more. And remember, if you've got a question, let me know. I'm here for you. Till next time.